Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. Welcome back to the podcast. I am really glad that you are listening as always. Hopeful that these episodes are helpful as you are looking to know God in deeper ways, walk with Him in greater joy and life. So I'm really grateful that you are listening, and I hope that it is bearing fruit in your life and knowing God and walking with Him. So let me give you a little snapshot of what we'll be doing on the podcast over the next couple of weeks. For this week, we are going to wrap up the Advent Christmas season by doing three more episodes around Christmas. For the last five weeks, we have looked at our longing for God to send the Messiah to save us from our sins. All our hopes and desires are only satisfied in this action of love that God would send his son to save us. But such great news cannot leave us simply saying, cool, and then moving on with our life. No, this news that's this good demands a response. It demands that it would change our life if we believe it. So what I want to do this week is look at the Gospel of Luke and see three different responses to the news of Jesus' birth. And each episode, we'll examine their response and then simply ask how we might also respond similarly. And then after this week, we'll be jumping back into Colossians. So we were in the middle of Colossians 3 when we hit pause for Advent. So we're just going to pick right back up in Colossians 3 next week and move forward. So that will happen in the new year. But for this week, let's now begin to finish this year by examining our response to the good news of Jesus. So to start, I want to look at how the angels responded to this news on that night. So let me read Luke 2, 8 through 14. And as I'm reading, try to take note of how the angels respond. This is starting in verse 8. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When God is faithful to send his Son to be with us and save us, How do the angels respond? Let me retell that story quickly, just to help you grasp it, and then we'll consider how we might respond similarly to the angels. So the scene is set in the fields outside Bethlehem. There's a group of shepherds doing their normal duty. The night is beginning like any other night, shepherds taking care of their flocks, stars shining bright in the countryside darkness, silence surrounds except for the sporadic animal and bug noises. And then out of the darkness and silent bursts forth a great angel and the shining light of God's glory. 
An angel appears to the shepherds and cries out that there is an important baby that has just been born. Not an ordinary birth, but the birth of a king. The one who would save, the long-awaited Messiah, the baby that was promised for hundreds of years has now arrived. God's plan of salvation is moving forward through this baby boy. And after the angel cries out the good news of great joy, it says a multitude of the heavenly host appears. This is the army of angelic beings, thousands upon thousands appearing in the night sky to declare to the shepherds, glory to God in the highest and peace to those with whom he is pleased. Praise and proclamation ring forth from the angels when the good news has come. This is their response. Jesus is born. Good news of great joy comes. And what do the angels do? They praise God and they proclaim the good news. So let me simply ask you, have you and do you respond to the good news with praise and proclamation? Let's end by just thinking about both of those. First, is there a rhythm of praising God in your life because of the good news that God saves us through Jesus Christ? Here's my fear for many Christians, myself included, honestly. My fear is that we grow dull of the greatness of the gospel. We've heard it before. We've thought about it before. We've talked about it so much before that now we hear that God sent the Christ to save sinners and rule in a kingdom of light and peace forever. And we're not amazed by it. We aren't blown away in praise and worship like we should be or like maybe we used to be. This is a grave problem. Because we intellectually know the news, we harden our hearts to experientially know the news, fresh once more. So ask yourself, has the gospel maybe grown dull for you? Has it become a boring set of truth statements? Or does hearing the good news of Jesus spark an immediate, instinctual impulse to praise God? Now, after that, I want you to also notice one other thing. Because the angels are brought to praise, they then also proclaim this good news to others. In fact, the word angel is the Greek word for messenger. So it is their entire purpose to not only praise God, but to be his messengers to get the good news out. And in Luke 2, They do exactly that. They praise God for the birth of Jesus, and they proclaim that to the shepherds. And this is a natural response for us, even. What we find praiseworthy, we instinctively proclaim. When something great happens in my life, I immediately want to call my wife or friends. Whatever we find great, we find people to proclaim it to. And did you know that similar to the angels, your purpose in life is to praise God and also proclaim his greatness to all. So let me ask you to consider today, is my life marked by a rhythm of praise and proclamation? 
does the gospel so routinely amaze me that I'm struck with praise and I'm drawn to proclaim its beauty to those around me? Or has the gospel grown dull? Has what God has done for me grown boring, uninteresting, normal? If that is you, I plead with you, take a few minutes, pray that God would break through in your heart. Pray that he would give you excitement and praise. It is a dangerous spot to be, to intellectually know the gospel and not be drawn to worship and praise because of it. So pray today that the Lord might expand your understanding of the gospel so that it might move you to praise of him. And then would that praise begin to overflow in proclamation of this good news to all people. Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.